Well, we've already had prayer, <laughs> so let's just go ahead and start. Oh, mercy. First, we want Deb to know we love you, Deb. Yes. We love you. And if you don't have any other support group, oh, you certainly have one right here. I up today and I said, God, I, I mean, I wrestled with even coming in. I, for some reason, well, the last couple of days I haven't been able to sleep because I just, my mind in that 10-month days come yeah. in, you know. And, and I got out of the car and I walked up the steps and I said, these are my, these are my sisters. This is my support. Yes. I'm not walking away from that. Thank you, I knew the enemy, but I did know the enemy wanted you to, because I, I knew this morning that he has really been raging big over you, you know, all your standing and doing all of the right things, that he's been right there, so, but, so God, but, not, but he's not bigger than God, so. Okay, so we go back to Romans 12. Well. <clears throat> I'll read it and let's see where, where we go. <laughs> Janice and I've had some laughs over this, believe me. Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge, I urge you, brother. You know what? Do you have the Passion Bible where you can? Right here. Uh, I've got here. I got. Read the, read the first three verses. Okay. Can you read? Read 12, 1. <laughs> 1 through, yeah, the first three verses. Okay. <clears throat> Beloved friends. What should he, oh, what should be, be <laughs> hang on a second, hang on a second, it's hard to read when your eyes are closed. That's true. Okay. Oh, praise God. Romans 12, one, the first, I think it's the first three verses. All right. Um, <laughs> beloved friends, what should be our, re our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? to surrender yourselves to God and to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in, in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Let me keep going. Yeah, go Stop on. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Amen. That's good out of the uh, passion. passion translation. Well, there's a similar scripture and we've you know i could almost take us right back through the beginning of romans all over again for where he's taking us right now because so many things keep coming back to mind again i have said all along the book of romans is one of the most powerful books in the bible because paul goes into great lengths to explain what the gospel is all about to explain our walk with god to explain who we are to be as individuals and uh, we get into Romans 12, and it's just about like a recipe book. It's almost like you get in there, and he talks about how we're to behave. And I know two weeks ago, <clears throat> when I, Barry asked me to um, speak on um, hearing God through the gifts of the Spirit, I kept thinking, okay, that is such an incredibly long thing. You could get into that and spend hours. 
And I just kept hearing, we can't go into the gifts without first going into who the Holy Spirit really is, because he's the one that manifests these gifts. He's the one that was at work this morning for Deb's benefit. He knew what Deb needed. We didn't. But once we tapped into the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit took over, and each person gave what Deb needed this morning. So this is why the body is such an incredibly wonderful thing. And I think that this is why the enemy tries so hard to attack the body of Christ. If he can do anything to tear it apart, break it apart, divide it, so that we aren't going to function the way that God intended us to function as one unit, one God, one Holy Spirit. It's just, it's, if we can only think in terms of one, and this morning we did that. Everyone supplied. Every member supplied this morning. And that's what the body's all about. <clears throat> and I think that the time is coming, and I believe it's here now, when God's going to do something to disrupt this, what I call spiritually eliteness that's going on in the church body. Because there are many people that are going here, going there, wanting to hear all of these things. And then one, one spiritual body will start coming against another because there's a little difference in the way they think or the way they believe. And so the enemy starts saying, okay, well, if you've heard this prophet, he's saying this. Oh, but if you've heard this prophet, he's saying this. And in the meantime, then you're wondering which one you're supposed to listen to. And we start getting pulled a hundred different directions. All you got to do is look at the history of the church, all of the different denominations, still one, one God, one Savior, one Spirit. And yet, look what's happened because man's gotten a hold of it and done with it what man wanted to do instead of what God wanted to do. So anyway... My heart, I, I just want to tell you, that's why we keep going on the rabbit trails. <laughs> My heart is so to see the body come together as the body. Not just this body, but all bodies, all of them out here to come together as one. I tell you what. As we start melting together as one body, you watch and see what God is going to do. You know, when all of these rains started coming, I was, I was in prayer last night when it just was pouring. Oh, it was pouring. And I just kept hearing over and over again, pay attention to the rain. Pay attention to the rain. Now, I don't claim to be a prophet, but I said, God, why? Why? He said, it's a prophetic sign of what I'm about to do. So all of this rain that's pouring down in some of these areas, I'm going to be watching because I believe that it's going to rain down God's glory in those areas because the people have prepared for his coming. You know, that was part of what was so heavy on my heart is, you know, we think, okay, God just let it happen and that's great. But God's going to show up where people's hearts are prepared to. I'm talking about the church body. Um, this church body, for instance, I feel like uh, God has been working on Pastor Barry, probably Janice, <clears throat> for the same thing. It's like, God, how do we prepare for your coming? What, what part do we play in this? Well, we can't make it happen. 
It's going to be God and God alone that's going to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to, and to do what he wants to do at his will, not man's will. And when he does, it's going to be because there's been somebody somewhere praying. Right, Barb? That's why all of the intercession is so important. And why does, why does the enemy attack prayer? Do you think he wants those prayers going up that's going to break through the gateways, that's going to tear down the strongholds, that's going to defeat the enemy at the places where, just like he, the enemy was on her. And here she's one of the most strong, faithful, godly women that I know. But we all have times when the enemy wants to just come in and do something to get us off track so we can come away from the group. And I can tell you, I remember the time that the Lord revealed to me how the, how the lion attacks its prey. He tries to uh, separate one of the weak ones, one of the, the slow ones, like the babies. If he can get that one separated, he'll go and devour it. That's why it's so important that we do not separate from the body of Christ. A lot of people, when they are in a hurting place, I imagine that's been one of your biggest temptations to isolate, hasn't it? Yeah, just stay home. Yeah, just stay home. Just stay home. If he could get her to stay home, do you know what? The body would lose for one thing, but she would end up losing too. And so but the enemy is so cunning, and we really do need to know the wiles of the enemy so we're not going to be sucked into his plans. And he is subtle. And I'll tell you what, the higher that you go in your place with the, with the Lord, the more subtle that the enemy is because he knows you've advanced ground and so he knows the same old plans don't just always work. And so he will try something new, but it will always be with your weakness. If there's any area at all in us of weakness, that's where the enemy is going to try to come in, and, and he will prey on that weakness. And just like grief, you know, grief is, is, it can be a wonderful thing because we're processing and working through something that is very significant and important in our lives, and we all do it different. We all progress at a different state of it. That's why she should never feel guilty for however length of time it takes her to get through whatever this grieving process is with her. So that's why we've all given her however much time she wants, whatever it takes, that's perfectly okay. So, but the enemy in his subtlety, he'll find some weak place in that grief to try to take her off course. And he's not going to do it because I think there's too many watchmen that are standing on the wall that care enough about her that they are not going to let it happen either. So that's why the body unit is such an important, it's so important. So, okay. <laughs> Can I say something? Sure. And in that, what you just said, if if we let the lies and the deceptions and the manipulation of the devil <coughs> pull us away, then we're messing up that togetherness. Yes. And 
if we don't realize, you know, oh, and we want to say like we want to say something about somebody or we don't like that person because the way they acted to me or whatever. If we let those feelings come in, that the enemy will use that as well. And exactly. That's why you have all the churches all broken up because people are are listening to the lies. Mm-hmm. And if you have the word in you, the word's going to rise up and it's going to say, no, that's not right. You know, you might feel that way, but you need to take care of that because that's not right. Exactly. And so this learning the word, finding the word, putting it in your heart is going to help you stay a part of the body. Exactly. If you don't like something Janice and Barry do, then you go talk to them. Mm-hmm. You don't yes. need to go tell everybody in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying that should be your first thing. If there's something going on, you go talk to them. Tell them, hey, I saw this or I heard this or I am so sorry because I think I shouldn't have said that. It, do those kind of things and be gro- be a grown up instead of a child yes. and let God take care of it and not let the devil strip you exactly. of what You're right. you have in the body of Christ because it's powerful. And if we don't see that it's powerful, then we're easy to pray, just like the, like she said. Exactly. We're easy to grab a hold of and pull away. So don't let God, don't don't let yourself give give into that. But say, you know what, God? It's okay. I love that person and love them. Love is the biggest deal. Why? God's God is love, and so if we'll love them, God take care of it. That's right. This. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for this, and so God's saying, "Yeah, here, go, do, do." She needs this, mm-hmm. just like you said. So it's so awesome when God does those things, and, you, and you've been praying, but you don't know when it's going to happen, or what God's going to do, or who He's going to use. Exactly. But he's going to do that if you stay in the body. That's if right. You stay in, and not. Pull yourself away because that's usually what happens. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, sorry. No, I'm. That's good. What she shared is. <laughs> see, this is why she's going to be teaching some of the time. It's because she's got that teaching gift in her, and I want to hear what she has on her art. So. You know something else too when she was talking is the fact that, um, you know, I mean, I pray. Yeah, and you know, you just kind of take your prayers for granted, but I've tried to make it a point lately before I even start praying about anything, is I pray for the church, the body, and Pastor Barry and Janice, that they continue to take us in the way God wants us to go. Sure. And they continue to function in the Holy Spirit. And I notice sometimes I feel like on Sundays sometimes, and I don't know if they feel it or not, but I feel like there's people out there struggling with the fact of what they're trying to teach and preach because they really don't understand it because they've never sat under it before. Mm-hmm. And very probably that's true because every, I don't care what church body you go to, mm-hmm. there's always going to be some that are not right in with the groove of everything. And that's pretty normal, but that's good that you're praying. Yes. And we all need yeah. to be praying for leadership yes. because I'll tell you, leadership, you think, okay, that person's in leadership. But they're on the front lines when they're in leadership, and they do take the brunt of a lot of the enemy's tactics. I know when Barry and Janice first started the church, (laughs) I look back and I remember. (laughs) They were, what do I want to call it? They were so full of passion, so full of what God had put on their heart to do, and it was just... That Janice, I'll tell you what, she tripled her workload (laughs) 
at least tripled. But that girl was everywhere doing everything, trying to get everything done to in this church. And uh, I prayed that she wouldn't burn out because I thought sooner or later, you can't just keep doing it at that pace. But at any rate, but that exuberance was catching. I don't know if anybody else was aware of it, but I was aware of this, this newness, this exuberance, this passion for Jesus, this passion for what God had. It was just a new something was going on. And we're not to lose that. I mean, in fact, we're going to get into that pretty soon. God doesn't want us to lose that, perhaps, that passion that we have for him. But you know what? The enemy does. And so this is why, I, and I'll just go ahead and go into this, because um, how we handle trials is what's going to reveal what's in our heart. In other words, um, uh, if I'm going through some severe trial, what I do in the midst of this trial is so much more important than what the trial itself is. How do I handle that trial? Do I commit it to God? Do I seek his wisdom? Do I seek his will? Do I look at myself and say, okay, God, what are you after that is in me? Because we all have areas that God's still working on, wanting us to be conformed to his image, because that's what Romans 12:1 is all about. And a lot of us, I say a lot of us, because with the counseling that I've been doing over the years, there's a common thing that I find in almost all counseling sessions, and that's that battle between identifying my spirit man and my natural man. And I have a tendency to identify with who I am in the natural, thinking the way my carnal mind wants to think instead of the way God wants me to think, which is what this scripture is all about. And that is where we are allowing the world, the, uh, the passion said our surroundings, I think it said, or um, uh, the things that, uh, that occupy around us. I'm not sure how that was in the passion letting that control our mind and our thoughts instead of the Word of God. And so this is what our journey from now, from the time we said yes to Jesus, till the time we go to be with him, it's going to be what's going on up here because this determines everything else. So if we don't know the Word, how can we choose the Word? I can't. I can't depend on a pastor giving me truth. Now it's good for me to hear truth, but there's a difference between knowledge or uh, what I call mind um, revelation and the revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit. One is just I can get my mind educated on the word. I might be able to recite the word. I might be able to tell you scriptures and where they are at. But if they are not imparted in me where that's become a part of me, then it's going to come out of my mind. It's not going to come out of my spirit. We've got to learn as a body that we are spirit beings, not natural <laughs> This is one of the things you really have been learning, haven't you? I mean, I think it's precious what God's been revealing to her in his presence with her. But we want to relate to everything according to our natural man. 
God is going to set us free if we allow it. And we don't realize how much is in that natural man. He's the one we're supposed to reckon dead. He's the one that Jesus died for because the works of the flesh are futile. Anything that I got in my fleshly realm is going to be carnal. And anything that is carnal is enmity against God because it's me thinking my own thoughts, doing my own thing, going my own way instead of going the way of the Holy Spirit. And so in this training, I can't emphasize enough that we learn who we really are in Christ Jesus. And that's why this freedom in Christ has been such a powerful thing is because if we would diligently go over those things and learn those scriptures and even get to where we can so relate to them inwardly that this thing here would quit bringing us back in to our, our reasoning and our own understanding so that we will begin to think like Jesus thinks. The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. That means that my mind, if it's centered on God and I am going his way, I'm not thinking about sin. I'm not thinking about the things that want to hold me back. My natural man is sin conscious. Now we're going to hit this a lot of times because if I go to God with sin consciousness, we've talked about it, it's like I got a cloud over my head and I can't reach up and receive from him what he has. When he died on the cross, he died to sin so I could die to sin. Sin is in my flesh. It's in my carnal mind. And so if I can see that I was crucified with him so that I could live in this new life, then this new life is where everything is. But I got to remember, I'm the new creation. The old's passed away. So now I am alive in Christ. So I am seated in heavenly places far above all the powers, the principalities, the spiritual wickedness. Because in, in counseling sessions, I'm finding that many times the enemy is so big in some of these people's eyes that it's like, come on, let's make God the giant. <laughs> the, more, the bigger God gets, the smaller the enemy gets. And so we've got to keep perspective where God is the all-knowing, the great I am, the, the, the God of all gods, the king of all kings. He is the one. And to him, Satan's nothing. He sits in heaven and laughs at him and sets him in derision. And that's what God wants us to do. We've got to begin to look at the enemy as having no power. And let's get the power off of him. He doesn't have power. He doesn't have power except what I give him, okay? And we've already been taught that. We can say it and we can think that we know it. But when we get set in situations, the first thing that looms in our mind is, oh, woe is me, this is happening, and this is happening, and oh my goodness, this is happening. And the first thing we know, we're down and under the power of, of, of darkness, and we can't see the light. <laughs> God wants his light to penetrate that cloud of darkness and cause us to rise up out of it where all this darkness is totally obscure.
If we don't begin to look at life that way, we're not going to live victorious. God's got a victorious life for us to live. We are not defeated. We are not victims. We are not somebody else's object of whatever, scorn or whatever. And if we see ourselves that way, we've got a lot of healing to be done. Understand? <laughs> How do we see ourselves? I mean, I have to ask myself these questions many times. God, how am I seeing myself? Do you know, many times I realize, whoa, Sharon, <laughs> you're looking at the wrong lens, through the wrong lens. I'm looking through the lens of who I've always identified as I grew up as a child and who I am in the natural. We don't lose the person we are. We lose this false identity the enemy wants us to put on through our earthly perception. So we have godly perception, heavenly perception. And I've really been praying for that because unless we see through the eyes of Jesus, we're going to have a certain amount of deception in our, in our lives. And God does not want us in deception. And there's deception everywhere. So how are we going to discern deception? If you don't have truth, you're not, are you? So how important is truth? The truth is always going to make us free. And it's if I know the truth, then the truth has got the power to do something within me. That's why it's so important to know, like Barb was talking about a minute ago, God is love. God is love. How do you add to that? <laughs> so if I think he's mad at me all the time, which I used to think all the time God was mad at me, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, something else happened. When God looks at me, you or anyone else here, he doesn't look at my natural man. He's looking because Jesus is there. That's what made me, <clears throat> uh, what do I want to call it, worthy of anything that God has. I'm not worthy in myself of anything. My flesh is nothing. That's probably the hardest thing for all of us to die to, is this earthly perception of self, because self wants to be the center of everything, okay? We want, to, um, we want to always know how we're going to affect everybody else. And we always want to know how everybody else is affected by us. And so where's the attention in that? The attention's on me. And it's not about me. We just had a counseling session. It's just, sorry, Janice, it's a repeat. <laughs> But if, if we find out that we're playing the victim mindset, if we find out that we are more concerned about what other people think than what God thinks, if we are uh, uh, thinking about everything that's wrong, wrong that's happening to us all of the time, then look at that and say, who is in, who's in the limelight here? Because a lot of times it's us. And we make everything about us, and it isn't. It's God's kingdom. 
It's God's people. It's God's will. It's God's way. It's God, 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 God. Okay? It's not me, 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 me. And until we can see that it was God's plan in the first place to bring his kingdom on earth, and as he brings his kingdom on earth, and we walk in the kingdom, the kingdom's going to be right here. And we have failed. <laughs> I say we because I tell you what, it's a good thing I'm not God. <laughs> No wonder he did what he did in the Old Testament because then he was revealing his pure holiness. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't want to have lived in that Old Testament and tried to know all of the laws and all of the regulations and the stipulations and the... You what? Would you say you'd be dead? I'd be dead. <laughs> I'd be dead too. I'd have either been stoned or I don't know what. <laughs> but when, but you know, the, but it's so important to know the Old Testament because after you read the Old Testament and then you see what Jesus did, it's like, oh God, your amazing grace, your amazing love, how powerful that mercy and forgiveness really is. And I'm, you know, I don't know whether sometimes I'm talking to dead people walking or, <laughs> or what, but sometimes you'll talk to them and they're sitting there, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Like they're agreeing 100% with what you're saying, but there's absolutely no emotion. <laughs> and you think, are they getting this or are they not getting this? Okay, why am I harping on this, you guys? It's not because I'm wanting to harp on anything, but God's put that in me, and it's like I've got to let it out. Sometimes it's burning there. It's almost like fire shut up in my bones, and sometimes if I don't let it out, why? <laughs> I don't know what might happen, but this is really the cry of my heart is for the body to know who they really are so we can walk in it. We're crying out for revival. We're crying out for miracles. We're crying out for healings. We're crying out for all of the things that God says he is. And there's isolated places that it's happening. And so why is it not happening here? Why is it not happening in some of the other churches? We see a little trickle. We see, we see dynamic things here, there, sporadically. But you know what? I can tell you that I know that I know that I know that God wants to pour it out. He wants his glory to just come down on earth and for us to absolutely be consumed by his glory. It's coming. I know. But you know what? We have to know who we are, too, to walk in it. God says, okay, what if I dumped it all out on you today? Could you walk there? Joyce has gone through, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I know your personal story. Some of your personal story. But you have had dynamic encounters with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with, I mean, you've had some dynamic encounters. And... 
they're not going to. <laughs> they're not going to stop because anyone who is pursuing God, now I've said this to, I don't know, Rosemary, a lot of different people. Anybody that is pursuing God, they're not going to be disappointed because when you pursue God, the heavens begin to start opening up. And the more you pursue, the more they open until pretty soon you got an open portal over you. This is what we want is that open portal wherever we go. We talked, I think, well, I don't know whether I said it here. I'm getting confused now on where I say certain things. But Peter, when the Holy Spirit hit him and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, the power that he gave the word that converted 3,000 souls in one day, that's an open heaven. But then it opened even wider when he was in such a place that just the shadow of Peter could fall on somebody and they would be healed. Wow. So what do we do? When we hear that, what goes on inside of you? If I were to say, can you be part of that? Okay, see, but how many of us disqualify ourselves just like this? We get disqualified. Well, well, that'll happen somewhere, but. So the goats start coming in. <laughs> we limit God because we disqualify ourselves. God does not want us to put limitations on him. I'm the one that limits God. He's not limited in himself. And so, bless the Lord. <laughs> oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We really do have to start thinking bigger. I'm talking to myself. But we have to begin to think bigger. And, and Rosemary, can I use you as an example? If you, do you care if I... You say, well, that depends on what you say. <laughs> Where are you going with <laughs> Well, I've known Rosemary for quite a while. And uh, when I first met Rosemary, she really did limit herself. She disqualified herself for all kinds of things. But bless her heart, she kept going. To, you know how I said, people who pursue God, they, they open little by little, God begins to start doing things. And well, now she's leading a group. She's leading this group. And they're going to... <laughs> no, but you're the facilitator. So you're in leadership. But... Let's look back two years ago. Could she have done that? No, she, she grew into it because she kept pursuing God. So this is why it's important that, first of all, that this passion get returned back to the body again. God, give us that passion for you again, because without that passion... We're just going to have church as usual. We're going to go listen to the sermon. We're going to just sit there. We're going to let things happen with other people. And we'll be standing on the outside looking in. You know what? I don't want to be on the outside looking in. I want to be right in the center of everything God is doing. I'm not going to be satisfied with any less. Right, Janice? Amen. 
<laughs> and I feel like everybody sitting here feels the same way, that they don't want to miss what God has for the body. And that means, you know what? I got to do some self-talk because there are times I don't make time that I should to do some things with God. And um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use Patty as an example here, but Patty is such a servant of God. And she serves him so many different ways. I could sit here all day, you know, she does so many different things. But she's got to be careful because that could be her enemy. And the reason it could be her enemy, because it, it could take her to be so busy in ministry. I've had the same thing. You can get so busy in ministry that then you find, wait a minute, God, I can't do this without you. I need more of you. So you have to start doing some shifting to make that time to be alone with the Lord. If you don't, it's going to start affecting whatever your ministry is. Right? Am I right? <laughs> And sometimes it's a hard lesson because there's this thing in us. I mean, I should say me. I was probably in anybody that is a servant of the Lord. I really should do that. I really, I ought I to I ought, I ought do that. There's something in us that if we desire to be good and desire to be a servant, we can over-serve. I'm <laughs> just telling you. <laughs> Do you want to share anything there? No, no there's, there's plenty there. <laughs> go back and ask God, I, I'm not God. If I'm doing this out of the wrong motive of my heart, I want you to show me. Right. And then I'm limiting you to what I'm able to do instead of the biggest thing of what you could do in the situation. Yeah, right, right. But even, even I really believe that the motivation of your heart is pure. But that also will drive you into situations of need, if you know what I'm saying. And that's a hard thing sometimes to know where to draw the line, is when you see so much need around you, and it starts pulling at you in different directions. And so you want to meet the need because of whatever the gift is in you, you can't. It isn't humanly possible, just going to tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. We still didn't go off of verse one. <laughs> we read verse two. <laughs> yeah, we did. We went to the first three verses. <laughs> uh, I don't know why God really wants this emphasized, but I think it's because we need to hear it. And I have really been crying out, God, I want so much passion for you that everything here on this earth just grows strangely dim it doesn't matter and I remember for years I used to say God caused me to love you more uh, and I still will do that on occasion but I want God in everything I'm doing like I think I, sh I went into this last week but <clears throat> whether I am cleaning house doing dishes running whatever I'm doing I want God in it because he wants us to enjoy life. He says that in his word. But how can you enjoy it if you're just doing your thing? I want him brought into like whatever my family is doing. I want him brought into whatever it is that I am involved with so that I am aware 
totally of his presence throughout the day. <clears throat> that awareness takes all the sin consciousness away because when you're aware of him and you're aware of his presence and he is right there with you, you're not thinking about if, if this is a sin or that is a sin. You're not going to sin because your heart is right. And God's always looking at the motivation of our heart, always. Whenever he's looking at me, whatever I'm doing, and this is one of the things, too, that we can ask ourselves, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for God? Am I doing this as unto God? Um, Pastor Jim used to talk about this, this book, The Prodigal God, and if you have never read it, it is worth reading because it emphasizes in this book how you can do something that looks and appears to be so wonderful, but you're only doing it because of what you get out of it and not because of the right motivation. So uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Timothy Keller. That's right, Timothy Keller. So if you can get your hand, it's just a small book, very easy to read, very easy to read. And if we will remember that I do things as unto the Lord and not as unto me, the motivation is going to be right in your heart. We've got to get us out of it. We just have to. As long as it's about me, it can't be about God. So uh, I am not going to go into the rest of this lesson today. <laughs> continue, we are going to continue. Um, What did you say? <laughs> I said, poor Daniel. He says, what's the title? Is it Romans 12? Wasn't it Romans 12? Yeah, it's still Romans 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's just oh. lots to chew on. That's why. There so is a lot to chew on. And I, and I don't know if I'm repeating myself or not. I, I don't know. I just, when I, I'm just letting it flow. I'm just letting it come out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because... We can't. We we really can't. And I know God's got His hand on this church body. I know that. I know that. I know that He does. And there's a lot of things He wants to do. And I wanna I wanna see it happen before I go home. So, yeah. Do you have something else going on in you? Oh golly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bad question. It's just really good. It's just really. What you're saying is like that's it. We're going to need this because that's that's how it's gotten off. Oh yeah. People took it and said, oh, and they forgot God. They just took off. Well, then God wasn't in it, you know. And God's told me for years, this is an end time church. My prayers have been since then, long time, a long time ago. How long have we been here forever? And I told Jim, I said. This is an end-time church, but I don't know what that means. But I said, I'll pray into it. And I've been praying for 20-whatever years. God, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And he's starting to show us what that means, that when you want to go out and pray for somebody, you have to have his love in you. You can't have, oh, well, what if they don't do this? What if they don't do that? They won't. It doesn't matter. God wants you to say something. You say it, and you let him do the rest of it. And it's not about you. It's mm -hmm. about him. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get that, 
and understand and how important it is to get him in us, then it will be about him. It mm-hmm. won't be about us. It won't be a fight, I guess I want to say. It'll right. A normal thing that we do. Yes, I'll go pray for them. And yes, God, you do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's about him. It is. It's just... Yeah. And that's what we have to remember. And there's a lot of powerful giftings in the body. And uh, sometime we'll go into that. We're, we're into that actually on Sundays now. And, and this Sunday, Brian is going to go into the gifts. And I think, if I understand correctly, he's going to um, uh, ask some questions so that we can know what our gifting is. And if you are, ten, you know, your tendency is... T- towards certain gifts and um, I mean I've operated in a lot of them but I have a tendency to go towards just a few uh, and I think that's pretty common with with all of us is that and I think that there's like for instance now now Beth is new to this but I know that girl's gifted but she doesn't have a clue at this point what her gifts are but one of them I know is hospitality I know it in the spirit <laughs> I just know it. That's why I stay close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that just helps you. that helps you to know what somebody how, is. Right, yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. But but isn't it beautiful how God has the body fit yes. together? Amen. We need each other. That's what it's all about. We truly need each other. And um, he's, we're going to function as a body sooner or later. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good when it does because that's when the anointing is going to really come forth powerfully. It's already here. But. Well, even teaching on Chapter 12 the way you have been, it's every time <clears throat> that you've started in. God's taking you in a different direction, <laughs> so there's so much in there, just that one little bit, even today, or the first chap- verses there. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you taught on that the whole, whole and, and, and still, we're still right there, but God's <laughs> opening it up in so many different ways, but the thing about it is, is it, it ministers to each and every one of us right. in a different way. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah, so. It's on topic, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, it's all, it all goes along with that. Uh-huh, it does. Everything does. It, 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 really, it really does. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so. Even with what, but Barry and you guys are te- preaching right now, goes along with that. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, isn't it strange how Romans falls in line with what's going on on Sundays, and they mm-hmm. don't even know. And I've missed two services of the teaching of it because I was sick there. So, yeah. um, you know, but still being here in the last couple of weeks, it's like, and I was thinking about it today, but um, it basically is going along with, because I opened up my Bible and I had it marked right at chapter 12, you know, and I thought, okay, Good. that's going along with, you know. Yeah, and, and actually it wouldn't hurt if you guys have probably already read it, but read it read over it again so somebody want to close in prayer okay (laughs) so god we just thank you god we thank you that you're present god you're present in our today and you're present in our tomorrows and god i thank you for the word god that brings life 
God, it's your word, the truth, God, that sets us free. Yes. God, I thank you for the teaching and the gifting ability, God, that, that you've placed within this body. God, I thank you that we are able to just glean from your word. And God, that we can hide it in our hearts. And God, that we can uh, once again uh, just reiterate who we truly are in you, Yes, God. And we pray that you just get that in us, God, that we can walk and move with you and have our being in you, God, because of who you are in us. And so, God, we thank you for the word. We thank you that you're going to um, just be with us this week. God, that you'll just give us new revelation. God, uh, reveal the scripture. Reveal Romans, God. Um, let it be like a burning fire, God, mm -hmm. that will never be ignited. But, God, that it will fan a flame, God, of a, a awakening within us, God, of who we truly are. God, in yes. our belief system, God, that we know, that we know, that we know who we are as women and daughters of God. And so, God, we thank you for your, your Holy Spirit that moved so sweetly today. And, and God, we thank you and we praise you for what you're going to do this week. God, even in our service on Sunday. Mm -hmm. and so God, I pray for each woman, God, as they go home, God, that you would just uh, be present in their lives and their, their homes. God, we pray the blessings of God. And God, we pray that um, as, as we're hearing the rain God, that's falling down. God, that you will awaken us to mm -hmm. what is to come. Mm -hmm. God, that you are mm -hmm. pouring out your rain, your, mm -hmm. your Holy Spirit. You're mm -hmm. opening, opening mm -hmm. up the portals mm -hmm. of heaven to pour out upon us. And God, our arms are open. Our hands are raised to receive all that you have for us. God, we don't want to miss out. And so, God, we thank you and we praise you that we are open receptors God, yes, to receive yes. all that you have for us. Yes, God. So God, we yes. remove anything over us that would keep us uh, as a hindrance from receiving all that you have for us. Yes. And God, that we will walk in the divine um, yes. authority, the divine calling, yes, God, yes. that you have uh, called each of us to be. And God, once again, give us divine appointments to be able to share the opportunity with others to show the love of God, yes. God, to, to the people that we meet. So, God, let us be the influence uh, in other people's lives to truly show Jesus yes. to them, God, and bring them into the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so, God, we pray, pray blessings. We ask that you, God, uh, just protect every woman here as they're driving home. And, God, we just uh, expect mighty things from you. Yes. God, even tomorrow in our days yes. to come, God, that you're always with us. Yes. Continue to speak to us, God. Let us hear clearly your voice. Yes. And, God, let your voice be like a megaphone that's being uh, just just spoken so loudly and the enemy's voice we no longer hear that's nor right care about what he's that's saying that's right because that's he is right. under our feet that's right and we will hear the voice of god and be obedient yes. to what you have called us yes to do. yes In yes Jesus name. thank you Amen. jesus Amen. glory Amen. to god hallelujah Amen. praise the lord